Welcome to the Voices of STEM podcast, a podcast highlighting the stories of marginalized students on their journey to become STEM professionals. Each week, you'll get a deeper look into the lives of a current STEM student told through their successes, challenges, and complexities. And I'm your host, Dr. Stacey Dutton. Welcome back, y'all, to a new season of the Voices of STEM podcast. So this season, we decided to break the mold a little bit and zero in on the concept of climate change. And I know many of you have heard about climate change, whether it's been from a scientific perspective or from a more social perspective, as it has been a common buzzword that is in our media. However, many people still are not clear on what it means or what it entails for our daily lives. And so to discuss this a bit further, I decided to have some students tell stories about their climate. And in that, these students will discuss their local environments, talking about some of the sustainability issues or sustainability initiatives that are being done to remediate some of the issues of climate change. And in addition, discuss some issues of environmental injustice that may have taken place. And so with that, let's get into this week's voices. Hello, everyone. I hope you are all having a great day. I'm here to talk to you about the current reality of the marine ecosystems in my state of Georgia. First, I will discuss the overall impacts of climate change on Georgia, and then I will dive a little deeper into what I have seen in my local community. Extreme weather has been a result of ongoing climate change, and Georgia has experienced rising sea levels up to 11 inches, as well as a rise in wildfires which endanger not only people but wildlife as well. Currently, we experience around 20 days of dangerous heat per year. However, it is only expected to get worse, with the prediction of having 90 days in an estimated 30 years. This is major detrimental news for the marine ecosystems here. Why are these factors imported to marine ecosystems? Well, let's break it down. Warm temperatures are bad for us, so ultimately they are bad for fish and other marine life as well. Warm, warmer waters can induce a mass migration of marine e organisms in search of optimal feeding and spawning conditions. Most fish and cephalopods development and growth are directly affected by changes in water temperature. The threat of fewer and smaller fish in the sea is bad news for the billions of people who depend on fish as their primary source of protein. If nothing else convinces you to start being proactive and trying to be eco-friendly, just imagine no more sushi or whatever your favorite fish dish is. Now to discuss what is going on in my local community. The Chattahoochee River is one of the most well-known bodies of water in the state of Georgia. It provides us with 70% of our drinking water. It is also a place families often go for a weekend outing and some fun. However, while everyone is enjoying their feet in the water, what they might be missing out on is the fact that it is facing major environmental problems. Sewage spills and toxins wash over roads and parking lots and flood into the water, which pose a big problem. In addition, thermal pollution, which is when hot water flows from urban surfaces into rivers, is another problem that could endanger fish populations. On top of all of this, there's no hiding the fact that there's a lot of pollution in the river and around the muddy riverbeds. 
So, in order to help combat the decline of the river, the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area is taking these three steps. They are conserving energy, reducing waste, and building partnerships. They have installed their building with the most energy-efficient lights and have programmed their mechanics so that they are running on the most efficient schedule day and night. To promote, to promote reducing waste, they set recycling bins all around and heavily implied to guests that they should clean up after themselves and their animals. And last but not least, they are always building connections through the Atlanta area to educate as much as possible about the efforts going on in Chattanooga. Now to everyone listening, I want to end with saying that we all live on Earth and we are not going to Mars anytime soon, so just do your part and take care of the planet as if it was your child, because if we don't change anything soon, our future descendants are going to have a hard time finding a place to live. If you didn't know, it is predicted in an estimated 30 years the rising temperature, the lack of food and water, flooding, and more will cause more than 3 billion people to be displaced. It will only get worse from there, so just try riding a bike or turn your lights off when you leave the house, because your future kid or grandkid will thank you. I'm a first year mixed race biology student who has an interest in veterinary medicine. Along with my interest in veterinary medicine, I also have an interest in marine environments. My favorite one being the coral reef ecosystem. Coral reefs are essential to the biodiversity of the world. They act as nurseries to fish, and the corals are even animals themselves. With climate change, many of the coral reefs are in danger of coral bleaching. Thanks to the acidification and the warming waters of the ocean, the corals get stressed and eject all of their helpful algae. They end up starving to death because they use some of that algae for food in a symbiotic relationship. The bleaching is what you see because the algae produces all the colors, though you only see the skeleton. With this, many fish lose their homes, and a lot of animals lose their landmarks for traveling. This is only one of the climate injustices that happen thanks to human-caused climate change. There's even some, uh, some examples of climate injustices in communities around my house. For example, I live in a rural area that has mostly dirt roads. Climate change makes precipitation less likely to happen in smaller amounts, you know, every month, and more likely to happen in larger amounts over a longer amount of time. Thanks to this, my roads will likely be more flooded. The roads around my area are mostly dirt, and most of the time they're not even paved at all. With the large amount of rains causing floods from the creek and the river, many of the roads get washed out. This keeps people from going to work, and school, and hospitals, and even getting food because they cannot travel a flooded road. While some basic infrastructure can solve this, we would also have to slow down climate change. It's impossible to stop climate change completely because um, it's already too far gone. Climate change has already gone so far that we can never go back to the temperature Earth once was. But there may be ways to slow it down. For example, if businesses drive towards net zero carbon, then we won't have as many emissions, and maybe the waters will stop warming. Some of the researchers curating corals can keep some species alive outside of the regular coral reefs in a uh, controlled aquarium.
I truly believe all humans have a goal in mind to keep surviving. If we can slow down climate change, then we won't have to worry about floods, or droughts, or other horrors that could impact humans, as well as the animals and ecosystems that are already negative. If we all work together, then maybe, just maybe we can slow it down enough, so that the future generations can see coral reefs and travel roads safely. Without that, if corporations keep their greed, then, I don't know, I lose a lot of hope. Make sure to follow us on social media at Voices of STEM on IG and Twitter. See you next week.